You're listening to Invisible, female artists in early modern England, an audio investigation into the art of the 17th and 18th centuries. Part 5. The Canon. Brief Histories of Notable Women. For the sake of brevity, I won't subject you to detailed histories of the lives of every female artist that can be found in records, but in this episode, I hope to give a quick introduction to the lives and successes of a few female artists practicing during the early modern era, giving them credit for the work they did. This is the tip of the iceberg, a primer on early modern female achievement. Lavina Tierlink was the daughter of Simon Benning, the renowned Bruges illuminator of the 16th century. Presumably, she was trained in her father's workshop and came to England in service of the royal court in 1545. She was then married to George Tierlink. Lavina enjoyed an unusual degree of social status for a painter. She served as a court miniaturist and artisan to Henry VIII, Edward IV, Mary I, and Elizabeth I. She was the most important miniaturist at the English court between Hans Holbein the Younger and Nicholas Hillard. She was the only female court painter for Henry VIII. Lavina produced illuminated manuscripts of political and religious material for Mary Tudor. In a surviving New Year's gift list from the years 1559 and 1576, nine miniatures are recorded as having been given by Tierlink. Of all the most recognizable female miniaturists and illuminists, Lavina Tierlink enjoyed the longest and most successful career. Catherine Reed was a most notable pastel painter. Born in Dundee, Scotland in 1723, she was the fifth of 13 children from a merchant family. The family was financially secure and had strong Jacobite connections, two factors that made it possible for Catherine to pursue art as a career. Her early artistic education is not documented, though drawing lessons became more fashionable at this time, forming an important part of education for young ladies. It seemed very likely that Reed demonstrated strong natural abilities. Her interactions with the engraver, Robert Strange, suggest that she may have shared the same art instructor with him in Edinburgh. At the age of 28, still unmarried and showing considerable artistic talents, she was sent to Paris to train. The choice of the pastel medium was probably a circumstance of social obligation and financial shrewdness. Pastel painting, or crayon painting as it was referred to in Britain, was considered a more feminine medium. A delicate touch was required when applying the pigment and produced small-scale works due partly to the fragile nature of pastels. London was ripe with painters of oil. Pastel or crayon painters were much rarer, offering a market waiting to be exploited. Catherine returned to Britain in 1753 and set up her studio in London. For the next 20 years, she was one of the most fashionable crown painters in the city, painting not only members of the royal family, such as Queen Charlotte, but also members of the aristocracy and Scottish nobility. She did not stay confined to the medium of pastels. She also practiced painting in oil, as can be seen in a portrait of the Countess of Sussex. Reed's studio appears to have functioned in a similar way to those of her male counterparts, often holding open houses for clients and potential clients, both respectable and otherwise. Her artistic outputs reached during her 20-year career surpassed 200 works, nearly all of which are now in private collections. 
In addition to practicing poetry, Lady Anne Killigrew was an accomplished painter. Daughter of a chaplain and almoner, Anne was born right before the Restoration and reaped the benefits of the new approaches to education. Few details of her life are available, and what little is known of her has been collected from writings and accounts of other family members. Most famous, the Elegy by John Dryden, published within a book of Killigrew's poems after her death, brought her great literary praises. Anne received education in the arts of poetry and painting as a young girl. In the early 1680s, Anne was a resident at court, and it was believed she was a maid of honor to Mary of Nordena. She was never married, and her beauty and virtue were greatly stressed in accounts of her. Of her paintings, only a handful, which include portraits, both biblical and historical paintings, mythological scenes, and landscapes, appear to have survived. A full-length self-portrait with a figure of Anne appearing in an allegorical setting of hanging draperies and a stone pillar framing a natural background with a brilliant sky, not an uncommon setting for portraits during this period, is housed at Berkeley Castle. Anne Killigrew painted several portraits of royalty, notably James II, and other courtiers. Titles of her paintings were known from references in her works of poetry, and the notebooks of commentator George were too. Anne died in 1685 from smallpox at the age of 25. In The Art of Painting by Bainbrake Buckridge, painter and copyist Joan Car Carlyle was mistakenly referred to as Anne. Joan never received the same acclaim as Mary Beale, but she is often regarded as the first female professional portrait artist. She is one of the first recorded English women to paint professionally, and she appears alongside Beale in Sir William Sanderson's Graphis, which describes her as a worthy artist in oil colors. She executed copies of paintings of the Italian masters with such great talent that she was in favor with King Charles I, who became a patron. The king presented her and Sir Anthony Van Dyke with the gift of ultramarine for making into pigments, which at the time would have cost him 500 pounds. In 1645, Joan Carlyle and her husband, the minor poet and court dramatist Ludwig Carlyle, Carlyle moved to Covent Garden, which was home to a number of artists, including Mary Beale, to pursue jo Joan's talent professionally. But in less than two years, they returned to their home in Richmond. Joan's paintings are often characterized by the hands of her figures. They have been described as claw-like with spidery fingers. Among the paintings that survived and have been attributed to Joan are two large group portraits and individual self-portraits. Her sitters were often people in her social circle or family. Many of the paintings still exist, created by women in 17th and 18th centuries, have entered private collections, but a select few paintings by Joan Carlyle are maintained by the National Portrait Gallery and are available to the public. This has been part five of Invisible, Female Artists in Early Modern England. For image references and all sources from this episode, please check out the show notes. Next from Invisible, part six, The Worshipful Company of Painter Stainers, Women and Guilds.